Hi, and welcome back to the Shining Light podcast. Today, we're shining light on the importance of Christ. The Bible passage for this episode is taken from John 14, 6. That's John chapter 14, verse 6. And that says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So there's a couple of points that I have that I want to cover about why Jesus Christ is so important. As it says in the Bible passage, in Jesus and only through Jesus is their life. In the Bible, in the book of John, John chapter 1 verses 1 to 3, so that's John chapter 1 verses 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. I'll say verse 3 again. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. That just shows how without Jesus there is no life, because in only through Jesus, only by his power, is there life. And that is why Jesus is so important. He is the giver of life. Nothing can be made alive without Jesus. He is the one who gives us life. Another reason that Jesus is so important is because he is the only way to salvation. Without acceptance of Jesus, people go to hell. In John 14, 6, it, says, it expresses how Jesus is the way to see the Father. Jesus is the only way to see the Father. It says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way to salvation. I know a lot of people in this day, in this day and age, like to express how all religions are just a pathway to God and all religions lead to God. But that is not true. God the Father, the true and real and living God, can only be accessed through Jesus. And lots of religions like to say and lots of people like to say that we're all just on a path to seek God. But I heard on a I heard a TikTok the other day and it was really powerful. I mean that those 60 second clips can really get you. But it says this man was it was this story of a man and he was sitting with people from other religions and they were all expressing how two other people were expressing to this Christian man how all religions are a pathway to God. So the Christian man said, Well, what if I told you that God came down to earth? to show us that he's the way. So God sent his son, it says this in John 3.16, that God sent his son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus lived on earth as a human. So he knows, he lived as a human. He knew, he experienced what it's like to be ridiculed and to experience joy on earth and to laugh and to cry and to be with your friends and to be with your family and to he experienced these things he experienced these human things God the father sent his son so God came down to us to live as a human 
there's a, re- a really popular song, like a Christian song that we sing in church quite often, that says, you came from heaven to earth to show the way. So God came from heaven to earth to show us the way to live. So please don't be fooled. I don't mean to sound harsh or aggressive at all. Please don't take this in a rude way. But please don't be fooled by people or religions that show that portray um life as this journey to meet God and that we all find God in our own way and in our own parts. Yes, it's true that we all individually have our own relationships with God. The only accurate thing to say when it comes to seeking the face of God, when it comes to seeking God and when it comes to seeking eternal life in heaven, the only accuracy is that Jesus is the way to heaven. By accepting Jesus, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, not by works lest any man should boast. Other religions may teach that if you do good works, or other people even, there are even people in the Christian faith, or that call themselves Christian, that express how good works and faith are what lead to heaven. But this is not true. This is why you have to pray for the spirit of discernment and to discern what um words that we're hearing are true and what words we're hearing which words we're hearing are true and which words we're hearing are false by we are saved by faith in Jesus the only thing that saves us that saves us from hell that saves us from the lake of fire that saves us from that eternal punishment is faith in Jesus Christ there is no other way to be saved there is no other way to know God there is no other way to go to heaven without faith in Jesus it is just by the grace of God and out of his abundant love that he sent his son to die for us it is just by his grace that he has given us this gift of salvation we each now have that duty to accept that gift because acceptance of that gift acceptance of Jesus acknowledging that he is the only way to salvation accepting that he is the only way to live this life accepting that he is the only way to seek the father by having that faith in Jesus we get eternal life but those people that have not accepted Jesus or before they died did not accept Jesus unfortunately have gone to hell and that's sad and the only way to accept to the only way to salvation is Jesus Christ without acceptance of Jesus people go to hell it expresses this also in um revelations chapter 20 verse 15 and so revelations 20 verse 15 which says and anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire yeah so without acceptance of Jesus people go to hell and hell wasn't made for humans. It shows this in Matthew 25, 14. For, no, pardon me. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Hell wasn't made for humans. Hell was made to for the demons. Hell was made for the fallen angels. Matthew, so Matthew 25, cha- um, Matthew chapter 25, verses 41 says, um, Then he will say also to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So, Hell wasn't made for humans. The everlasting fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. And the only way to avoid this 
is by faith in Jesus because it is faith in Jesus that saves. And God doesn't want anyone to perish. I think that often people misrepresent God, which is such a terrible thing. And it's honestly just a tactic from the pit of hell, in my opinion, to skew people, to turn people away from God, which is so sad. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. God doesn't like the fact that people go to hell. God doesn't like the fact that people don't accept the gift of salvation, which he so generously gave. It shows this in 2 Peter. So that's the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 9. It says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us. This is the part to focus on now. It says, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Similarly, 1 Timothy um, chapter 2 verse 4 says, 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says that God, um, let me read from verse 3, it says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. This just shows how God wants us to be saved. God desires for our, us, our souls to be saved. God wants us to be with him. That is what God wants for us. We are all his creations. We are all his children. No father wants their child to suffer. God wants us to go to heaven. God doesn't like the fact that people go to hell. God doesn't want people to go to hell. God doesn't want people to perish. He gave us, but he gave us free will to follow him. If he had made it so that people just automatically follow him that wouldn't be free will he wants us to choose to follow him so in the last episode we were speaking about seeking god he wants people to choose to seek him he wants he gave us this gift of free will and it's such an amazing gift because it means that we get to make a conscious effort to serve god we get to make a conscious effort to seek him and we get to see how we're made new in him and we get to see if you for example did it used to be a Christian and you became a Christian it's such a wonderful thing to see that testimony in your life and to see how much better you've been made in Christ and if we didn't have free will we wouldn't get to see that amazing um, transformation and we wouldn't get to testify of how good God has been so this amazing gift of free will that we've been given to follow him as it says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 which says for you brethren have been called to liberty only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another so if we read that in another version for example the good news version it says as for you my brothers and sisters you are called to be free but do not let this freedom become an excuse for letting your physical desires control you instead let love make you serve one another If we just focus on that verse that says, as for you, my brothers and sisters, you are called to be free. We have been we've been given liberty in Christ and we've been we've been given free will by the grace of God. But that doesn't mean we should use our free will negatively and use our free will to just indulge in sin. Or even as we if we even after accepting Christ, use that free will that we still have and that freedom we've been given in Christ. So that freedom from the from, so that freedom from punishment, we shouldn't use that freedom from punishment and that freedom to start indulging in sin. We shouldn't take the grace of God for granted. We should instead let love make us serve one another. We shouldn't let the freedom that we've been given 
be used in a negative way. Let's use that freedom. If you haven't accepted Christ already, I really do urge you, please, you will notice such a positive difference in your life. Use that free will you've been given by God to accept the privilege of serving him. It's honestly a privilege to serve God and especially a privilege to serve him openly. In many countries, it's so unfortunate, but Christians are persecuted. Christians are at risk. There are people, Christians in this world, that are at risk of death if they don't, um, if they carry on in their faith. You hear lots of stories of other countries in the world where, or of countries in the world, where Christians have been killed because of their faith. And it's in the Western world and in many other countries that people have that freedom to express their faith. People have that freedom to openly express the fact that they are Christian. So why wouldn't we use this privilege? Why wouldn't we? And why wouldn't we? If you haven't accepted Christ, I do ask the question as to why you wouldn't use the privilege of free will to accept the privilege that is salvation. Because it's only by accepting Jesus that people are saved. God has given us this beautiful gift of eternal life with him when we die or when we die or when he comes in glory. So when rapture happens, why wouldn't people use that, like accept that gift? Why wouldn't people accept that wonderful gift that he's given, that gift of salvation? So another reason why Jesus is so important is because he is the sustenance of life. So John 6.35 says, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus is the bread of life. So if you want to, like I did English literature, so if you want to use um, literary skills here, if you think of bread, bread is like a basic food staple. Like, when people are hungry, the first thing they ask for, like, in movies and stuff. I don't, like, in real life, maybe, too. But, you know, in, um, for example, I don't know if you've watched Les Mis. So, in, like, Les Mis, um, Jean Valjean was imprisoned for stealing a loaf of bread. And in that time, in France, um, people were going hungry because they weren't being treated fairly in the society. So stealing bread was like stealing something that would, or getting bread would be something that would fill them up. So likewise, Jesus, and because bread was like sustenance, bread is a food that fills you. So likewise, Jesus is the bread of life. He is that staple of life. He is that thing that everyone needs and everyone just needs to survive. Just as bread or food in general is needed for survival, Jesus is needed for survival without him you can't live without Jesus I know I wouldn't be alive and without Jesus he wouldn't be alive too because in him there is life and by this great by the gift of God but we've been made alive so it just shows that Jesus is the sustenance of life and he's the way he's the truth he is the whole truth all truth is found in Jesus if someone is telling you X, but God told you Y, follow God because God is true. God is not a man that he should lie. It says that in, I think it's the book of Numbers, Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? 
So God isn't a man. So God won't lie. God is truth. God is holy and God is pure. He hates sin. So he can't even, he can't, he can't sin. He can't lie. And even more so, God hates lying. One in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, it says that six things that the Lord hates and seventh is even an abomination to him. Lying, a lying tongue is one of them. So God can't lie. God hates lying. God hates lying. So he's truth. All he can say is the truth. All he'll tell you is the truth. So he is truth. He is the true way of life. He is the true way to live life. Only through him, only through him is their life. He is the truth. So as I said in the last episode also, the way that the world is going and the way the world is right now, it really does point to the end of the world, meaning rapture. It really does point to Jesus coming to take his children home, to take us all to have to take us to heaven, to take those who believe in him and have accepted him to heaven. So it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 36, it says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in of heaven, but my father only. But as the, and it says in in verse 37, I'll just read on, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. And in um, 42, it says, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Yes, it's very much true. Very, very true. I am not at all trying to put a date on when Jesus is coming. It's very, very true that only the Lord in heaven knows, only God knows when the rapture will be only god knows when it's time to call his children home but we the bible also teaches that there are signs like over the end time so i spoke about it in the last episode in the one about seeking god first so please feel free to go and listen to that but things such as disobedience to parents which seems really small but like that's not how god ordered us to be god orders ordered us to honor our parents so things like disobedience to parents or um slanderers so being a lover of money or blasphemy or blasphemy or being unloving or being unforgiving or being a despiser of good or headstrong or loving pleasure more than loving god all these things we can see them in the world right now so it really does point to the fact that I, I'm as I've said I'm as I'm said and I'm saying it again I'm not trying to put a time or a date on when rapture will happen but these signs that we see in the world right now so um like all these things it does point to the fact that soon sooner rather than later rapture is going to happen and even those who pierced him as it says in revelations 1 verse 7 when Jesus comes in glory, even those who pierced him, so that doesn't mean that there are Roman soldiers that pierced Jesus still going about on earth. Well, I don't know, but I don't think, obviously not, because that was thousands of years ago. But it, when you can, when you hear, when people say even those who pierced, when the Bible says even those who pierced him will also see him when he comes, I can, in, I like to interpret it as I think that it would, it means those who rejected him because when those soldiers pierced Jesus when he was on the cross they were tormenting him they were like 
we can lessening who he was or trying to lessen who Jesus is. So by reject or they like they were directly rejecting him because by piercing they if they knew he were if they had accepted and believed that he was the son of God, they would not pierce the son of God. They wouldn't torment the son of God. Rather they'd be reverencing him and following him. But the fact that they pierced him shows that they didn't regard him as the son of God. They didn't regard they didn't accept that Jesus was the son of God. They didn't accept that Jesus was God. So likewise, even now, the people in the world, so even now, when Jesus comes, those who pierced him will see him too. So that means those those who rejected him while there was still time on earth, they'll also see Jesus. So all the world will see Jesus. And even so, you may be wondering, if you haven't accepted Christ, you may be wondering or thinking that, um, yes, well, rapture, yes, that's true, we don't know when it happens, so we still have time. Yeah, we don't know when rapture will happen, and until rapture happens, yeah, we still have time, but no one knows when rapture will happen, and likewise, no one knows when they're going to die. I'm not trying to be, I know this episode is a little bit more, um, serious than, well, I don't want to use the word serious, but I know this episode isn't as, shall we say, casual as these normally are, but it's a really important topic and something that God put on my heart, and I really want to share it with you. So in Hebrews 9.27, it says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. We don't know when we're going to die. This, the gift of life is a wonderful gift, but we don't know when God's going to say, okay, time's up. We don't know when that's going to happen. It could be, we don't know, we just don't know. So that's why I encourage you to get right with God because we don't know when we'll die and we don't know when rapture will happen. Either thing could happen. Whichever one comes first, comes first. The dead in Christ shall rise when Jesus comes. And those people that died and didn't have Christ before, like, but those people that died and didn't have Christ before Jesus comes, those people are going to hell. So whichever, we don't know which one will happen first, whether a person doesn't know which one will happen first, basically. They don't know whether Jesus will come before they die. They don't know if they'll die before Jesus comes. Only God knows that. But that's all the more reason why we should seek God. And that's all the more reason why we should accept Christ. Jesus is so important. Again, I spoke about this whole rope analogy of how our life or like shoelace analogy because I kind of like twisted it a bit and made it a shoelace rather than a rope so you know the plastic bit on your shoelace or the like metal bit on the end of your shoelace that is like how small our life on earth is compared to eternity so the rest of the shoelace bar the other metal bit at the other end can be is like how is representative of how long eternity is compared to how short life on earth is this life that we've been given is a gift and we should cherish that this gift and put this gift in christ and thank christ for this gift because it's only by christ that we have this gift that's why he's so important and it's only by christ that we get to enjoy the the other gift that is eternal life with jesus there's one or two places. Don't believe people that tell you there's a middle ground. It's either heaven or it's hell. Those who accept the Lord 
in accordance with God's word. It says in so Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So and verse 9 says, not of works that any anyone should boast. It is by faith in Jesus, by the grace of God, that people are saved. Faith in Jesus saves. Faith in Jesus is what saves people. The Lord is the final judge at the end of the day, but according with his word, it is faith in Jesus that saves. And those those who do not accept God, that do not accept Christ, go to hell. It's either heaven or hell. There's no in between. There's no middle ground. It's either repent, believe. Let's see John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, but have everlasting life. Pardon me. I'm going to read the second part again. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life everlasting life whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life so those who believe in jesus are the ones that have will have everlasting life in heaven those who do not will go to hell i'm again i'm not trying to scare you i'm not trying to fearmonger you but i am trying to stir your spirit and trying to portray to you how important jesus is don't think that I'm trying to be aggressive. I'm not trying to be aggressive. I'm just trying. I'm just preaching what the Lord has told told me to preach. I'm just saying what the Lord has told me to say. So don't take it in a wrong. Don't take it in a wrong way. But if this is making you a bit uncomfortable, that's kind of a good. That's a good thing because it's showing that it might be the Holy Spirit convicting you that it's time to get serious with God. If this is making you feel a little bit scared. It's likely it's likely that that's the Holy Spirit trying to tell you that now is time. It is the time to get right with God. Now is the time to take God seriously. Tomorrow might be too late. Now is the time to take God seriously. Now is the time to follow God. Now is the time to accept Christ. It's this world is fleeting. This world is going to it will end. This world will end. This world is temporary. It's just like a passing place into into eternity. And as I said, there's one or two. It's a choice of between A and B. It's either heaven or hell. And that we that's where the free will comes in because we can choose whether we accept we can choose to accept Jesus. We can choose to believe in him and have eternal life. And a person can also choose to not believe in him and go to hell. It's either you accept G- it's either accepting Jesus and go to heaven or rejecting Jesus and going to hell. There's no in between. There's no middle ground. There's no middle purge uh, cleansing. There's no oh, there's a little waiting space. No, no, no. It's either heaven or hell. That's it. When a person dies, it's judgment, and how they live their life, whether they how they live their life, that will determine whether it's heaven or hell. It's either heaven or hell. It's either accept Jesus and go to heaven or reject him and go to hell. There's no in between. There's no middle ground. So on that basis, as I said, if this makes you, if this has made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit like scared, that could be the Holy Spirit convicting you that it's time to get right with God. So this is the prayer for salvation. If after this, that I pray that God has opened your heart to um, understand this and open your opened your mind to understand this and opened your heart to accept this message 
because on that basis if you would like to start believing in him if you want to start believing in Jesus and if you want to officially accept Jesus into your life which I pray that you do if you haven't already I'm going to um, just say the prayer of salvation now it says dear God I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe Jesus Christ is your son I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life I want to trust him as my saviour and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. Write my name in the book of life in the name of Jesus. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you so much for listening. As I've said, I know this was a bit of a different episode, a bit less casual than and a bit less chatty than normally um, these episodes are. But God really, I did feel like a push to do this episode and to um, give this message. And I pray that the Lord has opened your heart. And I pray that as you've accepted him, if you prayed that prayer to accept Jesus, I pray that you start a new life in him and he makes you a new creation in accordance with his word. And I pray that you see, I pray that you seek him more. I pray that you know him more. And I pray that the Holy Spirit fills you more and begins to convict you to turn from your old ways and turn to follow Christ even more and seek him even more in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are, and I pray that God shines his light upon you, and I pray that he gives you the strength to shine your light on the world also, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to keep shining your light.